This is Learning Always, the show where we're always learning. Welcome to another edition of Learning Always. I'm Martin Hughes, aka University Boy. I've got a great interview today with Declan Wilson. You get to hear from him in just a second, and we talk about accountability and finding your inner child. We're going to talk about things to do with putting in work rather than looking for the quick fixes and the life hacks, that kind of thing. We also talk about making failure part of the bigger picture so that you can focus on the success that comes about beyond that so that you can keep on moving, keep on going and not feel like everything's a failure and also not look to everything as if it needs to be perfect. It's about finding those sweet spots. You'll get to hear that and so much more in this interview coming right up. So thanks for listening to the Learning Always Network. It's great to have you on board. If you're not already subscribed to one of the feeds in your favourite podcasting or audio apps, then you can check it out on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places that you like to listen to your audio. I've got some of the links in the show notes for this latest post, and I'm going to get them all up on the website learningalways.co.uk as well. So anyway, that's the welcomes. That's the hellos. I hope you're doing well. And let's get some more nuggets now from this interview today on Learning Always. My guest on today's edition of Learning Always is on a learning journey where he's always stepping forward. He helps people find their way when they feel lost. And he's just launched a company to help you clarify, plan and execute your goals. It's called Sherpa after Mountain Guides, but it's spelt S-H-R-P-A. It looks to tackle the tricky peaks on your journey of learning and discovery. He recently released a book on taking action called The Millennial Way, and he does all this while also being a blogger with a full-time job on the side. I'm really happy to give a warm Learning Always welcome to my guest today, Declan Wilson. Declan, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Love the the introduction. That sounded really nice. (laughs) Ah, thank you very much. I, I try my best to uh, to to make you feel at home here. <laughs> oh, I do. I do feel at home. Excellent. Now, if you hear any uh, any bangs or anything like that, or any uh, any loud noises, it's because that uh, uh, I'm recording today when it is uh, bonfire night, fireworks night, and uh, that means that there are quite a number of fireworks going off. Hopefully, not going to hear too much, but uh, just to give you a warning, uh, don't want any surprises. <laughs> yes, and if you hear any explosions or banging on my end, it's probably my 17-month-old son running around. So, <laughs> no <laughs> fireworks yet, but uh, yeah, he's just as loud. <laughs> oh, bless! And probably keeping you busy as well. Oh yes, terribly busy. Um, the 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 more he he's just growing so fast and and learning so much that. Um, you know, when he was a little baby, you can just kind of set him down and, you know, do your own thing. But now he just requires so much attention and just wants to play with you. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more, (laughs) a lot more of a time investment for sure. I mean, my youngest is currently nine months old Mm -hmm. and he's just getting to that stage where if you just leave him alone, he just says, no, 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 (laughs) you are, you are going to watch me and you're going to play with me. That's that's (laughs) exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear, so much. So I suppose this is a good place to uh, to begin. Really, is uh, when you're looking at 
a young child you've uh, you've now got into the world do you see him learning all this stuff and d- does that help you to learn more or to or has it helped you to discover new things you didn't even realize yeah you know like it's it's crazy um you know i've my, my wife and i talk about that we'll we'll just be sitting there you know just watching him and or we might say you know something simple like what does a what does a bunny say and he'll just go hop 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 and we're like, how, how did you pick that up? Like, how are you learning this stuff? And, and it's, it's just like an amazing time because he's just so aware of his environment and everything that's going around and it's all new and he's just starting to really pick up on, on all these things. And you realize that, you know, how much of our life now as, as, you know, grown adults, we just completely ignore, we just aren't exploring or not amazed by our surroundings and, um, yeah, just watching him and, and picking up on things and, um, even just the simplest things like, uh, him asking, uh, how to say please or, you know, uh, making a, a B sound, like a buzzing sound, just like these little things that, uh, you know, you, you go about your day, you don't even notice these things anymore. Uh, but for him, he's noticing them for, you know, the first time. And I, and I wonder what is that like for us? And I think also, you know, that kind of pushed me in this direction of, of wanting to challenge myself. So like I said, he's 17 months old. So about, you know, two years ago when, when my wife was pregnant and we knew we were going to be parents, um, I was, I just changed jobs. I went from one corporate job to another. And I thought that, you know, that, that change would bring me fulfillment and happiness. And, and it didn't. And I was just like, man, is this what I'm going to keep doing for the next 20 to 30 years? It's just changing jobs every two to four years. Uh, hoping that one of them will be fulfilling. And I realized that most likely not, and that's not going to happen. So I need to start figuring out my own path. And, uh, you know, part of that is, is learning. And, you know, I, at, at the time I had a blog, it was a, it was a cooking blog. We, we had then started millennial type, which was our second blog, but relatively, I was still an unknown writer and blogger and I realized I need to get better at writing. I need to get better at building a community. I need to figure out um, what I'm going to do to break away from the corporate world and into a more creative one. And that would require a a substantial amount of learning. So I just started calling up and and emailing uh, different millennials who had been doing, you know, non-status quo career paths. For example, Jordan DePaul, who's a, a musician, uh, Lisa Kirk, Alex Rawitz, these, you know, these are all people that end up making their way into into my book, The Millennial Way. And I just started asking them, you know, how they did it, what, you know, what made them different? Why didn't they just, you know, do the whole college and then, you know, get a office job in, in a cubicle for 40 hours a week? Like, why did, you know, what drove them? What made them different? And just from learning from them and hearing their stories and continuing to grow my blog and community, I realized that you know, it's, it's all about stepping up, not being afraid to go after what you want in life. And, um, and what you want takes a, a, a vast amount of learning because we become so, so comfortable with the way our lives are that we, we ignore what we actually want to get out of it. I, I had become too comfortable with life and with, with my son on the way, I was like, I need to make a change. Um, so sure. Yeah, so that was a, a little bit longer of an explanation, but yeah, my son has had a huge, huge impact on on the way I I view the world and how I um, how I try to learn and challenge myself. 
It's interesting, though, you, you say about how you almost take these things for granted. And I think that to a large extent, that's that's what we do as we grow up. We learn these things and we know bees buzz. We're not going to make buzzing sounds because it's, this is ridiculous. I, I've known this forever. Yeah. But of course, there is a point in time when you don't. And f- as you say, for you, you need to take this new step. And so by uh, by stepping up and we'll we'll talk about these uh, these things, stepping up, stepping out and stepping forward from the book in a minute. But. What what I like is that when you introduce uh, how you need to step up and, and change, just like you, you're uh, seeing this change that's, that's happening now and the, these steps of changing, that you you say about it in the book that they're opportunities uh, to being given permission mm-hmm. and that you should take confident grasp of those things. So why do you think some people back away in fear? It's not just taking things for granted, but it's also having that fear, this lockdown of, well, what if I get things wrong or I, I couldn't possibly learn more than I already know? You know, what, what can they do to gain some confidence in stepping up? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I, I agree. Like a lot of people fear stepping up and, and going out and trying to learn something new because they think that by the time they're you know, 25, 26, 27, 30, however old they are, um, and a lot of my readers in my book weren't even millennials. They were, you know, my parents' age. And you know, everyone kind of has this fear of learning something new because it kind of makes you, it puts you in a more vulnerable state again, you know, admitting something that you don't know and, and trying to learn something new. And to, to overcome that fear, I, I, you know, some people try to rely on the excuse that, oh, you know, no one's going to teach me. I don't know how to you know, how am I going to invest my time to learn something new? Where am I going to find this information? And we live in this amazing age now, you know, with the, with the internet, with, with YouTube and Google and Amazon Kindle, like you can learn so much on your own for free. If you're just willing to, to first take that kind of gumption, that, that, um, initiation into this, uh, into this world, taking a dive into it and, and just really trying to push yourself. So I, I think to, to kind of answer your question, how, how can people overcome that fear? Man, that, that really depends on each person because uh, each person fears different things. But I think just trying something new every day is one way to, to overcome that. Um, just trying something new that is going to push you just a little bit. And then you start to overcome that fear of, of starting something new, of that in, initiating something. And uh, I think that's ultimately what led me to you know, starting the blog and, and, and writing the book and uh, eventually starting my, my business Sherpa was that I just had gotten to the point where I'm, I'm not afraid to start, you know, well, I am afraid, but I, I'm able to overcome that fear of starting something new because I know I can learn along the way. And when you say that, it reminds me of some of these extreme uh, attitudes to fear when, when there is a need for something. So, for instance, I hear a lot of stories now where people have been looking for work and they go for a job. It says you need to be proficient in a certain thing, whatever it might well be, usually some sort of maybe a programming language or something to do with, uh, with the web. And they say, yep, I can do that. No problem. And it used to be. Back in the day, you were told, don't don't do this because you will be found out. That's exactly why they want this expertise. 
But nowadays, I hear more and more stories of people saying, yep, I can do that. They know they can't, but then they've got themselves a couple of weeks before they start this job in order to give themselves a crash course. And I'm hearing more and more often of people doing this, of saying, yep, I'm proficient in this programming language, say, or whatever it might be. And then essentially stepping up because they have forced the issue by saying they can do it so that they learn out of being forced now to learn it and they step up and they do it and uh, and they find success through essentially not telling the truth yeah that's a, that's an awesome i haven't heard that uh, those types of examples but yeah that's so true like for example my my real job like you said my full-time job on the side um I'm a supply chain analyst, so I have a very analytical role, and sometimes I'm presented with a problem or an issue that I have no idea what the solution is. And I'll tell them, like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I can build a tool. I can, you know, do something to, to get an answer to you because I trust in my abilities to to learn and, and to look online. And, like, I deal with Excel a lot and writing macros and formulas, and I'm not – I don't consider myself an expert. I just consider myself a – uh, very good at learning and just Googling questions and uh, <laughs> trying to find the solution. And um, people seem to be amazed by that and they pay me to do that, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like, and, and actually that's a good, good case where um, you're adding a little extra level of, of pressure because, you know, you have a timeline to when you start your job and saying that you're proficient at something and you know you only have a couple weeks to learn something. Um, I think uh, definitely attaching a timeline to, to learning something new is, is also critical because then it creates a sense of urgency to, to learn, um, which, which also helps. I think it might help heighten your awareness as you learn. And um, the, yeah, I love that example. What, what I find interesting about that is how you are putting yourself on the line, but I don't think that many people are going to that kind of extent at the moment. And what you've just pointed out about how you're very good at being able to do that research and then learn what you found out. I think that there is still this this big gap. And uh, essentially, that's very much what this show's about, learning always, that we we sometimes have, we feel paralyzed by uh, the the possibility oh, oh i might fail so i won't do anything at all so instead of having that fear it's about saying you know i can challenge myself and uh, people frequently need more often to challenge themselves it's the, it's the only way to break through now in in this sea of noise mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like it's the only way is 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 learning how to fail and it, and it actually ex, you know almost accepting that you will fail and that when you do fail, nothing really bad ever comes of it. I, I'm trying to you know at least for me, I haven't you know lost my job. I haven't. I still can put food on the table. I you know still am able to love my family and spend time with them. But like all my little ventures that I've tried over the past couple of years to get me to leave my corporate job and, and put myself in a position to do my own uh, uh, work, my own creative work. I've had so many failures along the way, but no one hears about those. And I, and I think that's the problem is that people think that when they fail, you know, it's somehow broadcast to the world or somehow they are labeled as a failure and that when they walk around, people are going to point at them and be like, oh, that person failed. Like, don't, <laughs> don't go near them. Um, yeah. But uh but but that's not the case. Like when when people fail in, in in different ways, like we just we keep moving on with our lives. Like no one's really noticing until you just suddenly succeed after you know ten failures. That one success, that's what you get noticed for. And I, I don't know why people uh, don't grasp that. 
Well, this this is something that you talk about very much in your book, The Millennial Way. And uh, just wondering, would you be able to just briefly explain what you mean by stepping up, stepping out and stepping forward? Because I feel that's uh, that's pretty important now to what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I broke down um, kind of this phase uh, or this transition people uh, one goes through as they recognize, uh, let's say they recognize their potential for something. And they want to go after it, whether it's a dream or a goal or a project. So, so stepping up is is giving yourself permission to dream, and that's something that uh, we as or as children is it wasn't very hard. We we dreamed of being a, a firefighter or a ballerina or a Superman or something. And then as we got older, we stopped dreaming and we started giving answers that we thought people would find impressive, like engineer or doctor or something. And we kind of stopped dreaming and and stick to that you know, practical life path. So stepping up is kind of recognizing that uh, you're on a path that uh, maybe you're not happy on, or it's not the path that you wanted to be on and you want to step up away from it. So you got to give yourself that permission to get up out of your chair. And, and I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. And uh, I think of uh, the, the Hobbit with, with Bilbo Baggins kind of back in his, in his Hobbit hole, just kind of sitting there. And then suddenly he gets up and gathers all of his stuff and then ends up following the dwarves. So, you know, he wouldn't have been able to go on that journey if he didn't get up off his chair, if he didn't step up. And then stepping out is taking your dream, taking your passion, whatever you want to go or whatever you want to do and bringing it out into the world. Uh, and uh, one of the analogies I use is like an artist, you know, they can paint a beautiful picture, but it doesn't become a masterpiece until it's hung in the public's eye. So in a way, it's 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 exposing yourself. It's it's casting yourself into a kiln as if you're a clay pot, and and that's the only way a clay pot can be used is if it's first cast into this refining fire that helps strengthen it. Uh, so stepping out is is taking your dream and your passion out into the world, because I believe if you if you keep it to yourself and it doesn't manifest its way out, then it doesn't go anywhere. It just dwindles as you as you get older. Um, and then finally, stepping forward, which is the longest and hardest phase, is you get to a point where you just have to keep moving forward, and that's 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 the only thing left. And uh, I talk about uh, stepping forward to your horizon because a horizon is something you can see; it's it's there, it's out there, and you can start walking towards it. And one day you'll get to the point that was once that horizon; it's going to look completely different than you than you had imagined. And outstretched even farther is, a, is yet another horizon. And, and that's just, that's all life is, is, is keep stepping forward to this horizon. Keep stepping forward because you're, you're not going to arrive at a single point in your life where you, you achieve success and, and that's it. And you can just sit there and, you know, wait out the rest of your years. We're going to be constantly going after something. We're going to be constantly going after our horizons. And you having that mindset is, is key. Uh, because thinking long term, like for me, you know, my goal is is self employment, but that's not my ultimate life dream. I, I know, hopefully, God willing, I still have another 50, 60 years, and so I need to think about what's going to happen over the next thirty to forty um, versus just the next two to three. I'm going to reach my my goal of self employment, and uh, yeah, that's great. But I got to keep stepping forward for another twenty to forty years, so. Yeah, so that's a quick little breakdown of, of these three phases, and they were kind of structured around um, common patterns I had seen uh, among 
these millennials that I, I got to interview for the book. Mm. It's for, for me, I read that you said that stepping forward is the most grueling part uh, of uh, of the, the three. But what I would say is that I feel that stepping up is the hardest part. So it's not it's not the most grueling because, as you say, you step forward, you step forward, you keep yeah. on stepping forward, you keep on seeing the new horizon. But for me, it's it feels like stepping up is the hardest part because you have to step up. And there are so many barriers, even though there aren't, it feels like there are these barriers there. And uh, th- that's something that I, I feel ties in with learning, that there, there is always this fear, which we've already discussed. But I can see that's why it's probably, for me, the hardest part. And what you seem to have done is, is to hit the nail on the head that it doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you try something and then you move on to something completely different. It doesn't mean that, oh, well, everything you do is just going to be rubbish. It means that I've done something. I've learned stuff along the way. There have been some successes, but ultimately it's not fulfilled my, you know, perhaps overarching or or bigger picture dreams and desires. And so I'm moving on to something else and you step up again Mm -hmm. and you step up again and you keep stepping up until such a time that uh, you've you've got the either the the wherewithal in terms of what's going on to to see that the success is through stepping forward or you've got enough things that you've stepped up to that you're able to step forward on all of these on a maybe a miniature level but it's stepping up is it hard is. and and i think part of that and kind of tying it back to to learning so i, I literally just thought of a of a, an example that I, I experienced recently. So I went to this this uh, seminar for Microsoft Excel. And like I said, I'm pretty proud. I thought I could try to learn something new. And uh, I went to this seminar for work mm. and, and was sitting in this in this workshop and we were learning stuff about Excel. And I, I was I quickly realized that none of it was relevant to me because I had already knew everything. Like I, not to brag, but it was just like really easy for me. And, and I was just kind of, you know, gazing around the room. And I remember seeing one gentleman who, was just amazed at what he was learning because he, I, and I could see it in his face because he could see, he could recognize the potential he now had because he had learned something. Um, because, you know, I don't know where he worked or what his, what his problems were, but now he can use Excel as a tool to solve a problem that he had not been able to solve previously. And so it's not necessarily knowing what you want to learn, but even just the, the fact that he went to this, this seminar to learn Excel. He, he didn't know how it was going to help him. He didn't know where it was going to lead. But once he was there and, and opened up and stepped up to, to learn something new, he recognized the potential that he now had and then could move forward on that. And so I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people, they going back to, to being comfortable with our lives, we're not learning anything new. Um, like I said before about my son, who's, who's constantly learning, who's constantly taking in the world. I think it, we need a, a, a healthy practice of just learning. And it doesn't even have to be, um, you know, for me, like I want to be a writer and, and a business owner and all that stuff. Like I don't need to read uh, books about writing or business. I just need to read and learn and, and expand. And then suddenly I will start to see my, my potential because I don't, we don't know what we don't know. And so that, that guy, that gentleman at the Excel webinar, he didn't know how to solve his problem. He didn't even know Excel would be the solution. But he went anyway, and, and he ended up finding that. And so I think we need to continue to learn, lifelong learning. You know, you've heard that before. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's practical because yeah. it opens up the, these areas of potential 
that may even help us overcome that fear that we talked about earlier, or the the the, uh, the struggle of stepping up. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was one of Jeff Goins' very earliest things, where he was saying, you need to tell yourself, mm -hmm. you are a writer. So uh, when you're saying about the writing process, and there, there are lots of people who would maybe step back and say, well, I'm not a writer until I become one. But how do you become one if you aren't one? And uh, I, I've always I've always liked that idea that you have to give yourself the permission. And in a way, do you, do you feel that that's part of stepping out then, that uh, that once you essentially admit to yourself and agree with yourself, say, I am whatever that thing is, uh, like this gentleman, maybe, you know, to, to him, there was this learning curve, but then he could say, I am proficient at Excel. I, I took in this learning. Now I can tell people. Yeah, I can absolutely. Do this. In, in my book, I have a section um, called uh, just own it, uh, where it's where it's just owning what your, your life's trajectory and where you're headed. You know, my example was uh, I co-host a podcast, but at the very early stages of the podcast, I was, I was so nervous. I felt like I was not prepared for it. You know, I, I didn't think I sounded very well. I uh, just, just was a wreck. And he finally just told me to just own it and just be confident and go and, and, and own it. And so that, so, so going back to the Jeff's example, uh, Jeff Gowen's example there of admitting that you're a writer. Yeah, I mean, that's key is, is owning that, that mindset that you are what you want to be. Uh, now, naturally, you also have to follow up with action. So, you know, just saying you're you're a writer but not writing anything um, is I don't know if that qualifies you as a, as a writer, but uh, I think that's kind of common sense that if you if you say you're something, it's usually because you you are you already have actions in place to to back that up. But yeah, that's that's a that's a really important mindset too. I guess that is part of stepping forward. You have to keep on doing it and doing it and doing it because if you stop, then you're no longer looking at what mm -hmm. you say is exactly. the, the horizon. Exactly. I, I do like how you call it a, a series of horizons and it, it makes me think about the more you step toward it, you never reach that. So should, if, if things are, are going okay, uh, is there ever a point where you feel that stepping forward comes to an end? Like it, it's reached its conclusion and you move on to something else or, or are you always stepping forward? Yeah, I think, uh, I think just uh, holistically looking at life, we're constantly stepping forward, but there's these small moments of, of stepping up and stepping out. And, you know, I'm living through it right now. And I, and I, like I said, before we started recording, I'm, I'm going through a unique transition again, which is, I'm stepping away from this millennial type brand and blog and, and going a hundred percent all in with my new, with my new brand, which is Sherpa. And, um, you know, I, I had been stepping forward with millennial type for two or three and a half years now. And I realized that it had run its course. I, I, you know, looked ahead and really didn't see the horizon. I didn't see it going where I wanted to go. And I kind of, about two months ago or actually three months ago, I, I had the idea for Sherpa and I realized that that was the next stage of my life. And so I had to step up. I had never started a business. I had never set up a membership site. I had never done any of that. And uh, I realized, you know, all over again, I would have to learn all this stuff. I would have to step up. I would have to put it out in the world. I'd have to try to sell it and pitch it and, and, and keep stepping forward with it. And so, yeah, I, I definitely, there's definitely times when, we're going to step up away from that original journey and, and start on a new journey. Some people call it pivoting. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, words for it, but, but overall we're constantly stepping forward because I've stepped forward from, uh, I actually back in high school, I was, uh, an avid, uh, filmmaker, an aspiring filmmaker. I loved making vi- uh, movies and videos with my friends and that ev- ended up evolving into, to blogging and, uh, starting a cooking blog, which evolved into millennial type, which has now evolved into, to Sherpa. So I'm, I'm constantly stepping forward. I think there are moments when, when we, uh, we still step up and step out in a new direction. You, you were saying about the, uh, the cooking blog. That was uh, cooking in college. Uh, all of the things we talked about, I'm going to put uh, links to in the show notes. All of the, all of these journeys, they don't always have to be a huge, great plan. Um, like I say, you're, you're now starting a company. You're starting Sherpa and it, it must be this huge thing that, you know, you're going to see a longer and longer term plan or you've got something that is just this personal project that maybe is just, it's just going to be for a day or two, like making a loaf of bread. Like, can I do this? And they're still incredibly important aspects of the learning journey, no matter which way you look at them. Going on to that, and talking about your company, Sherpa, it helps people clarify, plan and execute their goals. That's the uh, that's part of the tagline. And um, I was just wondering about your own learning journey for that so far, because it's been it's very, as you say, it's just been the last few months. You you had this spark of an idea and you, you've taken action on that whilst having a full time job and all the other things going on in the family. Um, I'm wondering were there some aspects because of all the learning you've been doing, as you say, the stepping forward you've undertaken through a millennial type and so on and the writing you've done and the other things. Are there any things that you've found on this short journey so far that you were amazed at how easy it was for you? So Sherpa, um, like you said, it's, it's to help clarify, plan, and, and execute your goals. And it's, it's based around – it's a membership site with a, a portion of uh, some mentoring and, and coaching involved, even though I like to stay steer clear of those, those terms. But it came to my mind about a couple, a couple months ago, about, like I said, three months ago, uh, after reflecting on my, my journey because I was, I was realizing that I was starting to make progress. I was starting to gain some traction in the, the blogging world, the writing world. My book, you know, wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bestseller, obviously, but it, but it was, it had gained a little bit of a following and got some good reviews. And I was, I was feeling good. And, and I realized, I started looking back at how did I get to this point? And I realized a couple of things um, and, and some things that I didn't really touch on in, in the millennial way and, and, and on my blog. And it's the fact that I had a community, a small group of people who really supported my goals and dreams. And, uh, you know, actually Todd, who you just recently interviewed, Todd Bryson, he's, he's part of that. He was a, a, someone I met um, this time last year through blogging. You know, we, we came across each other on Medium you know, got in touch, shared, you know, some tweets, started guest blogging on each other's blogs, and then um, just got to know each other on, on, a, on a deeper level. He helped edit my book, and he ended up writing the foreword for it. And uh, we just developed a really great relationship, and we wanted to help each other get to where we wanted to go. And then along the way, we met uh, another young entrepreneur named Alex, and then and then another one named Kyle. And, and together, we just formed this group of, of you know, we're just trying to break away from the status quo and build a life for ourselves. And uh, I realized how important those guys were to me, having that community. And then also uh, having them hold me accountable to, to what I say I want to do and, and really pushing me. And I realized, you know, for most people, they don't have that in their lives. You know, we, we all have 
small goals and, and dreams that we want to go after, whether it's, you know, changing jobs or losing weight or, you know, starting to write a book, you know, what have you. Um, and it's really hard to put together community around your goal to really help you. And so I thought, well, what if we can just bring together people who are who have these goals and dreams and want to help support each other and, and build a community around that, as well as uh, including a one on one aspect. And as I was building Sherpa, my, my friend Alex that I mentioned, he called we call, we talked every week, every Wednesday, and he would list out all, all the steps that I'll, I would need to have done the following week. And having him hold me accountable in that way was huge because I wouldn't have been able to launch it. When I first told him the idea, I said, oh, I can, you know, I can start working on it and, you know, maybe we can launch it in 2017. He said, no, Declan, you're, you're going to launch this in two months. And I was like, whoa, okay, um, <laughs> well, let's give it a try. So we, we had eight weeks to set up a business and that's what, that's what I did. I set up, I set everything up within eight weeks because wow. Alex was holding me accountable to what I nice. said, because if I would have delayed, if I, you know, if I tried to do it by myself, it would have never gotten done. And so just going through these experiences, I realized people need this to, to hit their goals. And I was like, I need to, to bring this to the market and I need people to, to hear about this. And so that, yeah, that's how I got to, got to this point. It's, it's kind of my, my worldview, my mindset is constantly, you know, evolving. You know, I used to think that the reason why I started with millennial type was I used to think that millennials were the, the gifted generation who, you know, had all these aspirations and who were gung ho about, you know, creating the life that they want. And just by blogging and, meeting other readers and hearing about their stories, I realized that that's not the case. You know, that's, that's true for everyone. We all have hopes and dreams. Um, and it's not just reserved for, for the younger generations. Um, and so I wanted to step away from that millennial uh, brand and step out into the world as, as uh, being a Sherpa, really embodying uh, what a Sherpa is. And like you said, they're, they're the, you know, a mountaineering guide. And I love what makes them unique is that, they climb with the climbers. You know, they're not they're not coaches. They don't sit at the bottom of the mountain and, you know, tell them how to walk, you know, get up to, to Mount Everest. And and they're not gurus. They don't sit on the summit of Everest and say, you know, uh, follow this path up. That worked best for me. They they're there in the thick of things. And uh and that's what I want to be for for other people is is a Sherpa. Whether that's through working with them one on one as a member of Sherpa. Or just you know, in my writings, in my in my content, in my in my videos, uh, being that motivational Sherpa. So, yeah, that's kind of how you know all these things came together, and it just mm. felt right, and it felt like this is the new direction that I that I need to to head to to, to go towards. Would you believe it that the word Sherpa? When I saw the website when you first launched. I was, I didn't know whether it was Sherpa or Sharpa. So I, I had to kind of dig a bit deeper because I'd never heard the word Sherpa before. And would you believe it when I found out what it meant and you described it and I looked it up, I then found the very next day, somebody talking <laughs> about a Sherpa. And you know, I've, I'm, I'm sure I've heard it before because it's one of those subliminal things. Now I know what it is. I was able to then hear it again and, and have a context. But it's funny the very next day yeah. somebody's isn't that, isn't talking that weird? about like, a it's, Sherpa. It's one of those words that um, isn't very uh, common, obviously. But then after you hear it, you're like, I think I know what that means. And then you're like, Oh yeah, they're you know a mountaineering guy, and, and it, they are a native group of of Nepal. But some people, you know, usually uh, loosely use the term as, you know, someone who's a, as a guide for, for mountaineers. 
You're listening to Learning Always, and I'm interviewing Declan Wilson. I've found something really interesting in what you've said about finding accountability, having these uh, accountability partners and so on, as you've had with Alex. And he's helped you to essentially, you know, go up that mountain quicker and, and better and to make this happen in in a way that you would never have expected. And one of the things that you say that I love in uh, in the millennial way is in terms of stepping forward, that your journey is your bowl. Don't make it bigger than it needs to be. So, you know, when you envisage a bowl and, and being able to, to fill it up, if, if it's too big, then you, you might be in trouble. But what I like is that when you have this community, when you're able to collaborate with others, it's interesting that maybe you are able to have that audacity, have that confidence to make your bowl bigger. One of the um, main main shifts in my focus uh, over the past year, year and a half, is that we need community. We need people to help us uh, on our journeys. I used to think that every journey was, you know, your own personal struggle. It was your own thing that you dealt with and that you would, you know, eventually at the end of it would say to the world, look what I was able to accomplish. But it's, it's not that it's not the case. We need people in our lives to push us to, to hold us accountable, to uh, motivate us. Uh, because if left on our own, we're just going to succumb to the natural state of comfort and and comfort, at least for me, is, is just not a way to, to live life. I mean, obviously, it's nice to, to have some security, you know, financial security and, and things like that. And, and those are things I have to worry about and think about as I'm a father and husband. But um, things like owning a big home or, or having a bunch of cars or vacationing all the time, like those are things that I just don't need in my life. I want to, uh, I would be happy to give up owning two cars if that meant I was able to pursue this career helping people, because that's what I feel is is the journey I need to be on. And and to for people who don't know me, I'm an, I'm an introvert. I I'm happiest when I'm when it's quiet and it's just me and my wife. But you know, actually interacting with people can be draining, invigorating, but but at the same time draining uh, for me. But I realize that that is an area of my life that. I just, I still, I love doing it, even though it is draining, even though my comfort state is, uh, is being at home with my wife and, and, and having the door shut and just having peace and quiet and just watching Netflix. Um, but, but that's not the case. It's, it's, it's having people, uh, having people in our lives, uh, who, who hold us accountable, who are just as invested as you are in your dream and in your goals is, is key. And I've, I've lived through that over the past year. And then, um, more specifically within the past three months with, uh, with Alex helping me one-on-one and, and still with the guys, uh, helping me out with, with Sherpa, because this is, this is such a huge challenge for me. I've, I've never sold, I mean, the, selling a book is a lot different than selling, you know, a membership site. And, uh, it's been a challenge, but it's every time I keep trying something new, it's, it's a, a new thing that I've learned. And then I'm able to tackle it again, uh, with a little bit more confidence. And you've you've also shown that despite your tendency to feel more introverted, you're still able to step forward. You're still able to take on so much of this mm-hmm. stuff and indeed get challenged to set up a company within eight weeks. So it, it shouldn't get in the way. And it's funny, I was uh, when I was talking about this with Todd, he was saying he identifies as being 
an introvert as well uh, because he gets very drained when he's around people mm-hmm. it doesn't stop him from interacting with others but he needs that downtime and and funnily enough the whole reason why i'm stepping up to audio and doing a lot more in this field isn't just because i see the opportunities there but it's because i identify more with uh, being an extrovert and yet because so much of what i do is me writing or is me just researching stuff and, and doing these things which are very, very, very much on my own, then I need those outlets and I don't always get to consistently go out and about and do all sorts of things. This is an opportunity for me to be able to have a direct conversation with, with you, a direct conversation with, with all sorts of people. And, uh, and so for me, it's, it's helping to energize me and, and reinvigorate me. It's, it's funny how we can use these different steps in different ways, but we can still reach these same outcomes. As long as you keep challenging yourself and stepping up, I think you just you just learn so much more about what, what you can do and what your potential is. And I think that's one of the greatest joys is to, you know, when you think you've figured it all out, to, to realize that there's still so much more for you to, to learn and, and for you to, um, you know, so many different ways that you can still grow as a human. And uh, as long as you keep doing that for the rest of your life, I think you're going to live a very happy and fulfilling life. I suppose one of the one of the last things I'd, I'd ask about, because you've had to take so quick a time to set up Sherpa and now you're going to be moving on and doing this with this limited time scale. I'm just wondering, you are pretty sceptical mm-hmm. of uh, life hacks and quick fixes, that kind of thing, aren't you? I, I think you've said this in the book, at least, if not elsewhere. And I very much agree with that principle that once you become an expert in something, you know, not that you necessarily self-identify, but once you know the basics and you're able, you've started to master some of these things that you're on a journey, you understand where you're headed. And the way I see it is that you can start to use these quick fixes, these, these life hacks, whatever you want to call them, when you already have a context in mind, you already understand what you're doing. So it's never about a quick fix because you don't want to put the work in. It's more that you're able to find maybe a shortcut that you can still have the ability to understand that you've got it right. You're not cheating anything. It's just that you've already put all the work and effort in. So you can you can appreciate when you could maybe save a bit of time. But if you are an amateur, if, if you haven't already developed these skills, that's why the quick fixes are a problem. The Sherpa logo, um, I didn't design that myself. I, I went on Fiverr and, and found someone to do it because I, I recognize that my strengths are not uh, in the graphic, you know, graphic design. Um, so I paid someone to do it because it was just, it's a quick and easier way for me to, to get around that and ended up settling on something that I'm really happy with. But yeah, like that's, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to that point if I hadn't tried to, you know, design my first logo for cooking in college, uh, or for, you know, millennial type or designing the cover for my book, you know, like, or I didn't design it. My wife did actually, because I <laughs> I tried designing the cover myself, and she stepped in. She's like, "No, I'm going to do this," and then she created a very beautiful cover. I I think, um, but I've learned after a while. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have a knack for this, <laughs> but I've tried it enough that I know that I can maybe find a, a way around it. You're right. You're definitely touching on a point that you know I'm not I'm not anti anti uh, productivity. It's more or less for people who don't want to put in the work first to understand what you're doing and what you're going after and, and just settling on, on some kind of hack to, to right. get there. And so for me, you know, launching Sherpa, 
you know, I've seen, I know how to launch a membership site. I've seen it done by, by other uh, uh, big names and, you know, they have teams that, you know, have uh, affiliate links and, and, and webinars and they do all these things and there's, you know, they, they send out a ton of emails. I'm like, okay, I know I could do that and make some sales, but I'm not going to do that because I haven't earned my way up the chain yet. I, I want to sell this from the ground up. I want it. I just want to sell the idea through my words and through the content I'm putting. So I'm, I'm taking a little bit different approach. I'm not going to be doing the heavy marketing uh, like you see on, on a lot of big names, bloggers who also have membership sites. I'm going to be doing it just specifically. People fall in love with the concept and the idea. Then th- those are the people that I'm looking for. So maybe sometime in the future when, when I have gone through that and I've I've yeah. learned how it works and maybe I'll, I'll give the old, you know, traditional marketing a, a try. But for right now, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it one person at a time. Well, it's been fantastic speaking with you, Declan. There are so many opportunities for learning and it's, it's great to see just how much you've been able to do over these years. And indeed, you're still able to do that. You're stepping forward, stepping forward all the time and, uh, and, and doing so much. So thank you so yeah, much for, for sharing me. some of your learning journey here on Learning Always today. Cheers. And there you have it. Thanks for listening to Learning Always. You can catch more from Declan Wilson at mysherpa.com and all of the links to everything that you've heard about here will be in the show notes. Check those out at learningalways.co.uk. This show is part of the Learning Always Network. Thank you ever so much for listening and I'll see you next time.